You're listening to the Enneagram Health Series, and today we're talking all about the beloved Enneagram Type 4. This is the Made for Living Well podcast, hosted by Alexa Sherm, the place to create a life well-lived. Welcome back to this podcast. As always, my name's Alexa, and I hope you're loving this podcast series just as much as I am. Now, you might be questioning, wait, Enneagram and health, how do those things really go together? Well, if you've been following along, you should start to see that your personality and who you are says a lot about the things that drive you and motivate you and also the things that hold you back. And that's what the Enneagram can help you do is to understand what are your core fears and also what motivates you to move forward. If you can work with those, you can see so much change. Now, if you don't know what your Enneagram number is, you should go back and find out over at the Enneagraminstitute.com. There's a quiz that you can take to learn what type you are. Now, of course, there's a billion people in the world and nine types, so clearly we have a lot of variations within each type. But again, if we can create a foundation that works with your personality, you can kind of build a health plan off of that, a health plan that you actually enjoy. Now, today we're talking about Enneagram type fours, and I love Enneagram type fours because this is where I go to in health, and also these tend to be the people who inspire me the most. So today we're going to learn all about Enneagram type fours, what this means for your health, how you can use your strengths and gifts, and also your weaknesses to your advantage. Now, to go along with every podcast, don't forget, I have an entire download over in the show notes that's specific to each type, and it has 10 plus pages of health tips, ideas, diet, lifestyle, exercise motivators, all the things that you need to truly build a life of health that lasts. So make sure you head on over to livingwell.com, check that out, and everything else we have going on over there. You're also going to want to sign up for my email list called The Weekly Fill, which gives you quick tips every single week to help you live your healthiest and best life. Now, like I mentioned, I was kind of familiar with the first three Enneagram types, and type four is a little bit new to me, <laughs> um, but... What I've learned is that being an Enneagram 2 myself, in health, I go to an Enneagram type 4. So I do relate to this type as well, which is pretty awesome that you can start to pull them all in. But there are a lot of great things going for an Enneagram type 4. And I know as we talk about the Enneagram, there's a lot of like negatives, which is automatically what most people relate to. That's why it talks about the weaknesses and what's hard and, and what the fears are, because Often, that's how we're relating to what specific Enneagram type number we are. And so while I talk about that, I hope that you leave these shows encouraged by what you learn, because at the end of every show, like I say, I give you practical health tips and rhythms that you could incorporate in your life based on this specific Enneagram. Like it's not so much what you're eating, but I really believe it's the environment in which you eat, the how, the why, the when, the where. Those things matter. And so we're going to talk a lot about that today. But just to break down quickly, what is an Enneagram type four? An Enneagram type four is technically classified as the sensitive, the individualist, the romantic. I also like to call them the meaning makers. 
Like Enneagram type fours like to find meaning in life and they're willing to do the deep, hard, emotional work. Enneagram type fours, they feel like they're big feelers and they feel out of themselves, meaning they create their identity based on what they're feeling, which we're going to learn can be a really big detriment when it comes to healthy living and just a lifestyle in general. But type fours, they tend to be highly self-aware, very sensitive, emotionally honest, creative, like these are our creative types, and personable. However, on the other hand, they can be moody and highly self-conscious. What we're going to learn is Enneagram type fours and the weakness, these are one of the most self-conscious types on the Enneagram. Next to an Enneagram type three, who does it for many different reasons than the Enneagram type four does. But with that, an Enneagram type four struggles with a lot of envy and jealousy as well. And really where this is coming from is that Enneagram type fours feel like underneath the surface, there's something missing in them. Like they have a void, they're misfit, like they don't quite fit in and yet they can't quite figure out why they don't. Enneagram type fours have a great view of what other people have and they can recognize the confidence in other people and the joy but they they can't get themselves there because they can't figure out what is missing inside of them. It's this unknown shadow that continuously follows them around that they just feel misfit. So oftentimes fours will come in and try to pacify that through um, an external appearance. So type fours are really fascinated with their external appearance and how people view them because in a way they don't want other people to know that they're missing something inside of themselves, which by the way is an untrue or unrealistic thought that type fours have. However, to say that you should just not think that is unrealistic in itself. So we're going to work through how can we fill this void or to walk away from this void and live as we are enough so that we don't have to place our identity and how we're feeling and how other people make us feel. So Enneagram Type 4s, you are so much fun. You are so creative, like I said, so just relatable and non-judgmental. And people really do love to talk to you and hang out with you and learn from you because you're just this deep kind of old soul that people crave. So at your best fours, you're inspired, you're highly creative, you're able to renew yourself and transform your experiences to bring you more joy and happiness and fulfillment. But like I said, we have to move from this place of seeing our identity through our feelings and recognizing that it's fundamentally different from someone else, which relates to these feelings that like no one understands them or no one can love you adequately. And you can start to fill that void with the truth. And once you fill that void, you no longer have to live based on your feelings. You can feel them, but they don't have to dominate your life. And that's really where we want to get because we can't take the feeling out of the fours, just like we can't take the feelings out of the twos or the threes. Like we can't do that, but we have to come to a place of healthy expression of those feelings of what do they mean and how can we use them in health rather than allowing them to pull us down and drag us back and to remind us of the lies that are untrue like that you're misfit or that you don't fit in and you're not enough and something's missing because those are all lies that in unhealth will really sabotage our entire life. And as we work through this, we can often see that there are a lot of things that are working against, like in unhealth, there are a lot of things that force use this void 
against them. Like for instance, fours like to fill their void with food, right? They tend to be emotional eaters for the fact that they're just eating to distract. Um, They like to distance themselves. And so fours in the moment will try to pacify and create this instant gratification of filling that void with certain foods. Fours also tend to be more of the thinker types, like the deep feelers. And so they can really get stuck inside of themselves and stuck in these feelings of what they're feeling. Um, Some would say they're melancholy. So they tend to be stuck in feelings of negativity. And, and, And while they often do this with grace, like they're great people to go to those deep, deep places and to express those deep places in ways that most humans can't, which is highly valuable. But at the same time, getting stuck in this negative, vicious cycle of this negative mindset can be really harmful because then a four tries to pick that back up with food and a lack of movement and staying in and disconnecting from people and really just kind of living an introverted life when the truth of the matter is, is that fours have find a lot of value and a lot of health benefits from just connecting with other people. So fours, how do you get healthy? Like, first of all, fours, you have to be honest with your feelings. So the biggest point I need to make with fours is that we have to learn to stop masking your identity with your feelings. Because if you've listened to the whole mindset series I did before the Enneagram series, what you'll know is that feelings are different than our emotions. Like everyone perceives emotion the same way, like, right? We have specific emotions, not that many of them, about 20 or 30. I can't remember the exact number, but how you perceive that emotion becomes your feeling. Like that is how you feel is the perception of the emotion that you've been placed with. It's the perception of your environment. And there are over 500 different feelings and every person is going to perceive that in a little bit different way. And so what fours do is they have the tendency to take the emotion, to take the environment, to take what they're seeing from other people, the envy and the jealousy, and they tend to twist this into their mind into this negative feeling that creates this void in their life. And so it's going to be critical for a four to really start to deal with the emotions. Now, I find myself repeating this over and over in the Enneagram series, and I didn't expect this, honestly, like I really didn't expect this, was that we have to deal with the mindset shift in order to create the health shift. Like I really just wanted to come on here and tell you, like, here's your practical everyday steps. But I feel like in really getting healthy, what I'm learning through every Enneagram type is that it comes through mental and spiritual health before it comes to physical health. Like, we have to do all of them. Like, yes, can filling your body well make you feel good? Absolutely. And a lot of people will mask their mindset pain, their emotional pain, their spiritual pain by trying to exercise more or feed their body well, which can help. But I feel like the reason it doesn't work long term is because we're not getting to the root of who we are. And if we want to get to the root, we have to know these things like our Enneagram type to know, okay, here is my basic fear, my shame in my life. And it in, in a four, that's coming from this lack or this void that you can't seem to understand. And you also can't seem to fill no matter how much you try. But just slapping on healthy patterns and rhythms isn't going to help until you deal with the root, right? Like the band-aid's always going to fall off and it's always going to re-expose the wound, which never goes away. 
So we really have to work on the root. And for fours, that root, again, is the emotional status of not forming your identity in the way you feel, but creating an identity outside of your feelings. Yes, you're always going to have feelings, but we have to come to a place where fours no longer allow their life to be dictated by the feelings. You can feel them, you can express them, you can be creative with them, you can feel melancholy, like you can feel all the feels, but you have to be able to separate that from who you are. You are not your feelings. You can have the right to feel them, but they are not you. And so in order to do this, I think that fours have to do the deep work of letting go of their past. Fours tend to carry around in their shadows all of the past experiences and also tend to be very visionary. Like they like to see where they're going, but they often allow that vision of where they want to go to be stalled by where they've been. And and you tend to hang on to all these past emotions and baggage and just carry them with you. Now, I'm going to relate to these emotions as blockages in your life. And I'm just going to explain something, which this is like an entire different podcast episode that we're going to be doing before the new year. And I'm super pumped about this. But when I was doing research for this other podcast that I'm going to talk about here, and I started doing research on the four, I'm like, this is perfect for fours. So essentially what I want you to to do is kind of like shut off your mind. And I just want you to think about your feelings as a box. So every feeling you have is its own little box. And what happens is, is that those boxes are allowed to come into your body. But if you don't deal with them, if you don't let them go, then those boxes, whether they're good things or bad things, start to accumulate in your life. So it's kind of like once fours are really good at hoarding their emotions, they're good at hoarding these emotional boxes instead of just opening the box, dealing with the box and letting the box go, right? Like you are holding on to everything that you've ever gotten and you're forming walls in your life. You're forming walls that um, allow you to miss your true identity. Like they're, they're masking who you really are that you no longer can see that person. And so these emotions are forming physical blockages in your life. Yes, emotions can cause physical damage in your life. And we can see this often come out and force just not feeling physically well, not having the energy to exercise, emotionally eating, disconnecting. All of those things can just be simply because force have packed so many boxes into their body that they no longer have room. Like they're blocked, they're stifled, they're stuck. And so what fours need to do in order to get healthy is to start sorting and cleaning house, to start dumping the boxes out of their body. And it sounds intense and something that I've really struggled through. And I know I could have explained that better, but I hope you're kind of getting this idea that like, say for instance, around your heart, like you started stacking boxes of bitterness and you started stacking boxes of emptiness and sad and even some boxes of happy and joy. And you're just holding on to all of this stuff. And you're basing your identity based on those feelings rather than who you are really are. Like you, you are not being true to you because you've built this wall of feelings that now looks like you, but it's not you. And so what you have to do is you have to do the deep work of bringing those boxes back to light, looking at them and throwing them away. Maybe you don't even have to look at them. Like you just get rid of them. Like, okay, this is what I'm feeling. I don't have to feel that. Like I can feel that for a moment and then I can let it go. So fours have to come to a place of bringing up their past and letting it go. And it's not to say whatever happened to you in your past was acceptable or was justified or that doing this is justifying whatever happened to you. But what this is saying is that 
even if someone hurt you, or even if I've been through this hurt, it no longer is serving me in a healthy and nourishing way. And therefore, in my best interest, the best thing that I can do is to let that go. And so you have to go through this process of letting go. Now, as I mentioned, I've been doing this work and for so long, (laughs) I've been like, where's the three-step plan to actually get rid of those emotions? Like, how do you do that? And the last time I was with my counselor, I actually said to her, okay, this all sounds great. Like, just deal with it. Just let it go. But how do you actually do that? And she looked at me and she said, you just choose to let it go. And it finally hit me that this isn't some big, painful, drawn out, extensive thing that I have to struggle through. Like it's not another diet program that I have to weigh myself and check in and reach all these benchmarks. This is a simple choice. And it's my choice to hold on to what I'm holding on to, to let my feelings become my identity, or it can be my choice to let that go, to feel it because you're a feeler but not stand on that as who I am. Like I can let that go and I can start to find myself in the process of letting those things go, letting go what other people are trying to hurl at me because often when they say things to hurt you, it's not really to hurt you. It's to bring you to their level, right? Like it's to bring you back to this place of they're hurt so they wanna make you hurt too. Unintentionally, sometimes people do this is if they're really struggling, they wanna see you struggle because they can't imagine Um, being there alone, right? Like we pull people to our level. And so not allowing people to do that by just letting those emotions and those feelings go. You can have them, you can feel them, but they don't have to become you. Okay, so all of that to say, obviously I went on a huge rant, but I hope it's helpful to a four, is that you can feel, but you have to learn how to deal with these feelings by letting them go. Even the good things, to feel them for a moment and let them go. Because One of the healthiest things for four is present living. Fours really struggle with just being here and enjoying the moment. And so fours, this is my encouragement to you to do that work, to let those go, because in the letting go of the good and the bad, you are actually able to see, to like separate yourself from those things and just see here and see as good. So that's my encouragement. You have to do the emotional work. Now you're probably wondering, okay, this is great. Give me some practical tips, right? Again, fours, your great strengths are like finding deep meaning in life. These are good things. And the more you deal with the inner hurts and the inner pains that are maybe holding you back or creating a false identity, the more you're gonna be able to experience deep meaning of life and to express that in creative ways because the world craves that. We want that. So you're deep thinkers, you find deep meaning, you're purposeful, you're expressive, you're original, you're inventive, you're inspiring, you're empathetic, you're introspective, you're creative, and you're great at space holding. So these are all really great things, but in order to get to the healthiest place for us, what can you do? So I'm going to give you some practical tips that I think can be really great for fours. Again, not all of these are gonna fit you and you don't have to do them all at once, but just starting to implement these in your life as you deal with the emotional baggage and starting to release some of those emotions that are not serving you anymore. Um, and so there's there's big ones that I found as I did my research that were really repetitive. So I'm gonna kind of relate back to those, but again, it all boils down to creating nourishing rhythms. I haven't been an Enneagram type that it in some way can't create nourishing rhythms, 
But one great way to help a four get healthy is to create organization or order to your life. Now, again, this can sound stifling to a creative. I totally get it because I would consider myself a creative um, and order can sometimes feel really stifling. I want you to be creative in the things that I'm telling you and make them you. So I think in creating order and organizing your life, it has to look creative to you. It has to help with your creativity to help you move because fours are really great about being creative, but the execution on what you're creating or dreaming is not there and creating order can help you do that. So instead of just following like a a color-coded spreadsheet, maybe that's for you, definitely wasn't for me, but finding a system of, of order that works for you. Like I know how I like my space to look my physical space, like I like my desk to be organized for me, (laughs) but it doesn't mean that I have to have like folders specific on my desktop, right? Like I hate my desktop being quote unquote organized into specific folders. I like to see it all right there in front of me. And to me, that's creating order in my life. I know exactly where it is. It might not look organized to someone else, but to me, it's there. It's where I need it. And I get rid of what I don't need. So In all of this, you have to create order and organization in your life. A great place to start is just start creating simple to-do lists. This helps get your thoughts out on paper, which is really great to get out of your own mind, um, and just start knocking off things that you can get done. Force tend to withdraw, to disconnect, and to be so focused in this deep meaning of life that we miss just everyday tasks, the little steps that actually take us to the next place. And so fours, in order to do this, creating to-do lists that you can just start taking those little steps to pull you out of your mind and get you moving in the direction that you want to go can be helpful. So whether it's creating routines in your life are really valuable for a four, like eating at normal routines, exercising at normal times, going to bed at normal times. This is all really, really, really good for a four. Fours need routines and rhythms established in their life. And if you have those things, then you don't have to think about it. You can dream and think about these deep things and being creative, and you just live off your rhythm of life. So you need to start creating rhythms. Fours, I would start by creating a morning routine because how you start your day is often how you end your day. So create a morning routine. What are you going to do when you wake up in the morning? What fills you up? How can you you know, start creating the space of positivity to start your day off and create a structure to your meal times. This is going to make a difference for you. When it comes to food, fours are clearly very emotional because you live based on your feelings. So food obviously is also a very emotional thing for fours. You tend to have a hard time controlling your impulses, uh, making food hard to resist. You also tend to fill your emotions with food, like thinking that you can mask or make your emotions feel better with different foods that you eat. And while this is true, I think that fours need to shift their focus from how they feel to how does the food make them feel. And that's an important twist for fours, hard, certainly at first. Um, But given that fours really do love consistent patterns and tend to have consistent behaviors, like often fours in the afternoon, you're the ones that are wanting to reach for sweets or for something to pick up your mood, to boost your mood. I want you to remember and think about that, yes, food can be emotional. That's okay. But how does that food actually make you feel? 
not why are you eating to feel a certain way, if that makes sense. So eat based on how that food makes you feel. And I think that will help you make more realistic choices because you love to feel and you really do want to feel good. So use food in that way and be careful not to use food as a way to heighten your emotions, whether negative or positive. Like again, choose foods based on how they make you feel rather than feeling a certain way and choosing foods based on that. That's just such a healthier way to look at it. So fours, don't suffer through the quick fix. Like don't suffer through just eating foods that you think will fill you and make you feel good initially, like high sugar, high fat foods. But remember that when it comes to nurturing yourself through your emotions, it's about creating an, a nurturing, healthy, nourishing well-being in your body and your mind. And that only comes from doing things and eating things that make you feel good, not doing them based on how you feel. So you see the difference? Like you're doing things to fill you up rather than fix you. And when you come about food and even exercise from the mindset or whatever you're doing, from the mindset of, I don't feel good and therefore I'm going to try and fix it with the substance, <laughs> that's doing damage to the body rather than saying, okay, I want to feel better and therefore I want to fill myself up and so I'm going to do things and eat things and live in a way that makes me feel good. So doing things not to fix a problem are not based out of how you feel, but what will fill you up and make you feel better. So the same thing goes with exercise, right? Like using exercise not as a means to fix something, but as a means to fill yourself back up, to make you feel good. Now, unfortunately, Enneagram type fours just struggle in general with exercise and movement and not for any particular reason, not because you're lazy, but it's just not a driving force in your life. So instead of looking to exercise again as just something that you have to do, I think you need to look at it as a way to fill yourself up, as a way to create solitude in your life of silence, even of doing something fun. So you can do both ends of the spectrum, but maybe you go out in nature and you just go on walks because that's filling to you. That allows you to have these deep thoughts um, and to create meaning in your life and create order in your mind uh, in this silence of life outside of what everyone else is telling you and really get in tuned with yourself. Or on the other hand, you could be super creative with your movement and try dance class or, um, you know, create your own workout routine, something like that. Obviously, you need to make it you. But those are some big, big things for fours is to, again, not to do things out of how you feel, but to make you feel better. And really, this is coming from like the idea that self-esteem and self-confidence, things that fours really struggle with, are only going to come from having positive experiences. So we have to start putting ourselves out there and start trying these things out. A few other things that I think that are really important for type fours are practice gratitude. Given that you tend to err on the side of a little bit more melancholy, a little bit more negative, it is important for a two to escape the deep, hard things of life and to recognize the good that's already here. So creating gratitude lists, it's good for anyone, but especially type fours to be aware of what you already have going for you about all the good things that you are doing and that... Um, are you? And you can start to keep track of that, which will help shift your mind from these negative feelings more into positive ones. So start a gratitude list. Maybe you make it a part of your morning routine. That can be really nourishing for you and so practical. My therapist told me I needed to do this. And I always tell people this, like I know this, but practicing gratitude, like correct me if I'm wrong, 
but it's got to be one of the easiest things that we could be doing and yet the hardest to stick with because it seems so insignificant. But man, the scientific studies are mind-boggling about gratitude. It is one of the highest forms of healing. The opposite end of the spectrum is fear. (laughs) And so I think that we can equal out fear with a little bit more gratitude in our life and really come to a place of healing from that. Another thing that threes can work on is nourishing relationships. Given that you tend to disconnect and you fear that people um, maybe don't understand you in a way, I think what you have to allow is you have to allow yourself to open up in vulnerable situations because a four in health is highly vulnerable. You want to learn about yourself. You want to grow and become better. And one of the best ways to do this is to surround yourself with people and be challenged by them and to grow with them and allow them to encourage you and to motivate you really to feed yourself with truth. Because sometimes you can get so lost inside of yourself that you really are losing the ground of the truth of the foundation of which you should be standing, right? And so allow people to pull you back to that, to to be there, and also allow them to encourage you. As scary as that can be for a four, nourishing relationships are, are huge. So Focus on that. You know, do something this week to nurture a relationship. Of course, you want to start with something that's really close to you where you feel safe, but those are really, really important. Another thing um, that force should do is focus on positive affirmations. You can do this first thing in the morning, whether it's a quote or a Bible verse or something that you've written up for yourself. In the handout that I have for you this week, I have... um, kind of a personal mantra that you can say for yourself. I like to start it like I am a child of God. I am strong. I am compassionate. Like telling all these things that I know to be true based on the foundation of the truth in which I live. It can be whatever you want it to be. But I think it's important for, for, again, to start their day with positivity, to remember outside of how they may feel in that moment, because your feelings are going to change. This is why fours have a lot of ups and downs and um, trying to pacify that and trying to even that out with a lot of things. But starting your day off on the right foot, even if your feelings change, can make a difference. Now, even if you wake up and you feel bad, like even if you wake up and you feel moody or off, practice this. Because just the simple act of doing something positive, in time, the action, the discipline, which is another thing that force should really strive for, is just this faithful, diligent discipline, is that in time, your feelings will change. Like, I think we want our feelings to change instantaneously, and, and trust me, I get this, but it takes about 12 weeks to rewire your brain in order to feel different from an action that you've instilled. It's a daily practice, not to feel different right away, but to know that in time, your feelings will change and they will become more positive. So doing some kind of morning mantra, really just download that guide and work through it because I think it will really, really, really help you out and help you develop these healthy practices. A few other things that I think are important for type fours is to create something that you never show anyone else. I think that you want your creativity to change the world. And I think that you can use it in that way. But it's also a really scary place because not everyone's going to like what you do. And there's always going to be criticism, which instills doubt and shame and guilt and all these things in your life. And so I think that there has to be a place where you can create in a healthy and safe manner without needing to show anyone else. Create just for you. That's going to be really important. So whatever your craft is, or maybe you want to learn a new craft, 
do it and just start doing it for no one else, not to change the world, not to get noticed, but just for you. And the last one I leave you with, again, is in your your handout. But I want you to develop a five-minute list. And and this is just a super practical thing. But a five-minute list is essentially things that really fill you up, that remind you of who you are outside of what you've created and to know that you are not loved based on the feelings that you have or based on the feelings of other people or what you've created, but you are enough just the way that you are. You are worthy and you are loved as you are. And this five-minute list is just simple things that fill you up, whether it's a hot bath, it's five minutes of sunshine, it's a walk in nature, um, it's a call to someone that you love, it's picking up a good book, just something that you can do that takes less than five minutes that will help your mind switch gears. You can use this in anxiety, but just in negativity or bouts of moodiness. And I want you to think, if you're feeling a rush of of anxiety or overwhelm or sadness or envy, that you can go to this list and you can pick one thing and you can do it in five minutes or less. And what you're working for is to shift your mindset out of these feelings of negativity into something more positive, something more truth-filled, And you're just going to keep repeating these five-minute activities until you find yourself coming out of that negative spiral that you've gotten into. Now, this is, again, a great tip for anyone that we can all use this. But essentially, like if you're feeling bad, maybe you pick up a good book and you read it for five minutes. If you're still not feeling better after that five minutes of reading, hop in a bath. An Epsom salt bath is so great for fours. Take a bath. Then maybe you grab a cup of tea and you just keep adding these nourishing practices one after another after another until you get yourself out of it. It might just take one. It might take 10 of them. But just keep repeating until you find yourself in a positive thing. Fours, we really don't want you to stop feeling. But what I do want to do is I want you to retrain your brain to be more positive. Even though you do crave some of that sad, deep thinking, like that's okay. But in general, I don't want you to live with the negative side effects of that any longer. So just doing those things to kind of help pull yourself out of it when you feel it spiraling out of control. So those are some practical tips that fours can do. But really what I want to remind a four is that maybe you already are what you've been dying to become. Like maybe it's not so much about filling a void or filling a gap or that you're misfit and that you don't belong, but maybe you belong more than you actually know. And it's just owning who you are and starting to recognize what other people see in you and starting to see that shift for yourself. So remember for us, maybe you are already what you want to become. Like maybe you are already it. There is really nothing lacking inside of you. You just have to start seeing that for yourself. And I hope that you take these practices and start to see that. Start to create these rhythms and these daily routines into your life, which fours crave and health and setting some kind of boundary on your emotional status of, of choosing to feel them, but not cling to them, not hold on to those emotional boxes any longer and let them go. This is deep work, but work, that's worth it. Fours, you are dearly loved. You are creative and you really do come up with inventive ideas that are just so deep and meaningful that the world wouldn't know what to do without you. So keep being you, Fours, but don't allow your emotions to become who you are or your identity. That is so unhealthy. Instead, be you. 
unmask yourself from that, allow yourself to feel, but not become your feelings. That is it for today, Fours. Make sure you download that free guide that I have you all on these tips that you could be doing, creating your five-minute list, the morning mantra, all those things. Download it, print it off, and start filling it out. It really will help you along this journey. As always, don't forget to go back and listen to the other Enneagram types and what you could learn about them and how you could better encourage them and just know how they work. And that's the entire purpose of this Enneagram series, to make health who you are, not just what you do. Okay, that's it for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Don't forget to come back later this week as I talk to my friend and a real-life Enneagram 4 discussing how she deals with her feelings and how she's learned to live well. In the meantime, here's to having the best day. I'll see you back here soon.